Hello and welcome to Easy Operation, the podcast where we talk about wrestling, movies, video games, pop culture news, and anything else that comes to mind. Uh, my name is Ron. This week I'm joined by James. Yo, yo, yo. And Mondo. Hey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> Coming in hot there, guys. Yeah, yeah, coming in hot. So last weekend, or Sunday, I should say, was Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. This was the Raw pay-per-view. And uh, I wasn't expecting much, but apparently there was some last-minute outbreak of viral meningitis in which a couple of the matches were uh, rearranged. And we had a substitution for Roman Reigns. And instead, it was Kurt Angle seeing action in the ring after about 11 years or so. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Mono thinks it was a drug test. And also, uh, in place of uh, Bray Wyatt, it was Finn Balor. So, guys, uh, what did you think of this substitution? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Styles. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> The demon fighting Finn Balor. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I'd get money for that. I would like that match, actually. <laughs> be like a Kane or Undertaker versus Undertaker. <laughs> exactly. That's what I want. That's what I want. So what did you guys think of, given the substitutions, do you think it was for the better, for the worse? What say you? Uh, given the substitution on one of the matches, it was for the best, honestly. I'm sick and tired of watching Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor to give us a story and not give us a definitive end it just seems like they kept dragging this way too long uh, i love the fact that they uh got aj styles it was amazing seeing that the uh initial leader of the bullet club and creator finn balor versus the second leader of bullet club aj styles and they have you know much respect for each other uh go one-on-one -on -one, one of those dream matches everybody you know seems to be talking about because every other days, like, oh, dream match this, dream match that. Well, we actually got to see one, and this is one of those that it, it was worth the wait. And you know what? It lived up to the hype, even though it was kind of a, a short-term, um, last-minute deal. Uh, I will say this. It didn't pan out really well with the Kurt Angle kind of substituting in. It was great to see him. Don't get me wrong. It was great to see Kurt um, come back and not necessarily wrestle because, come on, this guy is a wrestling machine. Um, when you put him into a TLC match, not much you can really do in terms of his technical skills and ability inside that ring. So I just felt uh, we were a little shorthanded. Maybe they could have picked somebody else besides Kurt, but um, I wasn't too disappointed. I just think they, they could have made a better choice. Uh, Kurt Angle is more suited for the in-ring wrestling, not this uh, kind of hardcore match style-esque of the TLC match that that was the main event. But other than that, the card was great. I was actually surprised. Uh, you know, the women's matches lasted maybe 10, 15 minutes long in duration. And there were some pretty good convincing matches. So it was a solid, for me, solid B. I agree with Mondo. Uh, relatively solid from uh, bottom to top. Definitely AJ versus Finn was the match of the night. The last match, while fun, I thought it was really overbooked, kind of a mess. Uh, too much things going on that really didn't make sense and whatever, you know, <laughs> having uh, Kurt Angle there was, you know, inconsequential, it was just there for fan service. I'd rather have him in a regular match as well. Uh, they could have slotted anybody there, it would have been the same thing, I thought. Um, but overall, the, the every match except probably, I didn't think the 
uh, Kalisto Enzo match was probably the weakest one for that. But overall, great solid matches throughout. I would have booked maybe Asuka match where she could have swashed. Um, but it was nice they gave Emma, made her look strong as well at the same time. But uh, overall, great pay-per-view. Yeah, I I would go actually closer to a B minus, maybe C plus overall. Um, I think the Finn Balor match with uh, AJ Styles saved what would have been yeah, an absolute train wreck. Uh, yeah, it saved what would have been an absolute train wreck of a of a match with Bray Wyatt showing up in uh, some type of a Sister Abigail female costume. Who knows what it would have looked like. Um, and it would have been a complete disaster because we're, we're tired of seeing it and this, this is just adding insult to injury. So I'm glad we averted that. There was some rumor, which I totally would have gone crazy for, that uh, Paige would have been Sister Abigail. That would have been amazing. But it wasn't going to happen because it, that's not what it was indicated by the promos in which basically it was some type of a makeup on uh, Bray Wyatt. So anyway, I'm glad we didn't get that. And then as for the Kurt Angle one, uh, yes, I agree. Completely out of place. It, it could have been any other big guy back there. I feel like if you're going to bring back Kurt Angle, this is a special occasion. This guy's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. And you have to have a little more buildup like you did from a Goldberg or, or some of these other guys or a Sting that are returning to the ring after many years. So and to not let him shine in his own match was very disappointing. Uh, I thought he initially came out rusty. It, it seemed to me he just was slower than usual. But when he came back from his, uh, you know, I got messed up and I'm going to the locker room. And when he came back sort of for his second wind, I felt like he had a little more energy to it. Maybe the butterflies had gone away after that point. But I enjoyed the match uh, even still. So, yeah, B-plus event. B's all around. All right. Well... Uh, this week, I don't think any of us got a chance to go to the movies. I had a busy weekend. Unfortunately, I did not get to try my uh, movie pass. So um, I'll maybe report on that next week. Uh, did either of you get a chance to see the movies? Uh, no movies. I just had like these two big uh, projects. One, I just got out of the way last night. Thank God. And I got something uh, else I got to do for tomorrow. So been pretty busy. So unfortunately, no movies for me either. Same here. Just a uh, busy weekend. Uh, basketball season started, so I've been going to the games. And, uh, blouses, games. Blouses. <laughs> yep, blouses. And uh, this on Sunday, uh, took a trip to Long Beach, but didn't have much time to go see a movie. But I was able to catch up on some TV shows. Uh, recently, this past Sunday, was the premiere of The Walking Dead Season 8. Can't believe it's been eight seasons. It's been a little too long. Yeah, uh, uh, on the tooth, but it is. Uh, it's been consistent, which was pretty nice about Walking Dead. Walking Dead is one of those few shows where uh, the, the people, the writers, don't care who you like on the show, and they'll kill off anyone that you really love. Um, <laughs> and uh, in this particular season, it's more of a follow-up to the past season, where this character named Negan. He's still the main villain of this current season. And uh, it shows promise so far. At least he pops up in this episode because last season the main issue was he's so good. But the problem is he's only like in five episodes uh, sporadically popping up. And he's generally always the best part of the show. Uh, This one looks like they're finally taking action and things are moving forward again. So uh, I have... I'm cautiously optimistic right now. Last season, because of his disappearance here and there, it, it felt like it dragged a lot compared to this really high, reckless pace of the 
or frenetic pace of the la- the season prior before Negan, uh, which was excellent. So I'm hoping it goes back to that style again. I think I left off on season six in which... Oh, uh, uh, home run. Two run home run. Oh. Dodgers. Okay, that's good to know. Mondo, thank you for interrupting the podcast, but that is some good welcome hey. news. <laughs> <laughs> for all those Doyer fans out there, all right? You're welcome. All right. Uh, well, James, what I was going to say is I had bailed out on this show at around season six and when they were trying to escape that little train facility. They were, they were in a train cart at the end of one season. Uh, and that's where I left off. I believe that's probably when I stopped paying for cable. And uh, I just kind of forgot about it. I know the show's been on Netflix since. I mean, they do add the seasons. Uh, it's just one of those things. I'm not really good about really forcing myself to complete shows unless I'm super into it like a you know Westworld like with these HBO shows that are must watch events you know what I mean so like I it fell off my radar but I want to get on board with this so you know it's nice to hear that it's still holding up to a certain point if I were if you were ever to go back to it all I would do is finish up that season you're on start only the first episode of the following season and then just start from this season moving forward what i mean how does that make sense uh it'll all come together like like i mentioned uh, this negan guy is introduced at the end of season six and beginning of season seven but doesn't really appear uh throughout the rest of the seasons as much and it seems like this specific season is finally getting to it kind of like uh i forgot which season it was where they kept talking about the governor but they never really got to the governor portion. And then there was that one season was fully focused on uh, going to that town and uh, his arc and everything like that. So this is what it kind of feels like. They kind of teased him in the prior season, and now it's going full force with it. Um, I would say it's the same thing for here. It seemed like more of a, more of a uh, delay until it gets to the main villain type of deal. Okay, well, uh, but the thing is, unfortunately, I don't know that I can watch this currently because I don't believe Hulu has uh, AMC. Well, then you could just uh, watch that first episode of the last season and you could just wait till and then. And just sit on it for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you watch that first episode, though, it is pretty, it's a pretty good, crazy uh, intro. So Okay. All right, well... And uh, Mondo, I guess you had been busy with watching baseball. Unfortunately, your Cubs lost, but that's fortunate for me because they were playing the Dodgers. Uh, so we're watching the World Series. Oh, yeah, them, the, the guys in blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, I they better like... win the World Series. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, hope so. Everybody right, well, Houston. Let's uh, let's get into some uh, games that we've been playing. Middle Earth Shadow of War. This is just a terrible name. They they seem to be trying to They're really terrible. go away from you have a terrible uh, name. Lord of the Rings, Wrong. I guess. <laughs> but uh, needless to say, this game is getting fairly positive reviews, uh, despite it being controversial for its loot boxes. Mondo, I know you've been playing this. You were a fan of the last one. Uh, how are you liking this game, and are you running into any loot box issues as of yet? No, why would you? I think that's um, putting a negative spin on the loot box system at this point in the game. Um, really, all you got to do is play the game. Do not do any microtransactions. I, I really don't see that there's a controversy in regards to this game. Um, just go out, 
the Nemesis system is back in Shadow of War, which is amazing. A lot more dialogue, and I'm in the portion of the game I haven't really done any real exploring, haven't really gone to the open world as of yet. Um, but man, it is hands down action packed. Uh, I was streaming um, my gameplay, and like this gigantic orc out of nowhere, like wrecks me. He like grabs me, throws me to the floor. I freaked out. Um, I'm trying to battle him, and then basically uh, the QTE comes in where, uh, say, you're running low on your health, you're about to die, and if you press that one button, you know, it can save your butt. Um, I accidentally hit the wrong button, and I'm, like, thinking in my head, oh, man, I just kind of goofed up. Now I got to, you know, this guy's going to get promoted to, like, a, like a general, whatever the, uh, the order th there is for military uh, uh, ranks. And this NPC, which is a random soldier, just, like, comes in and stabs him. Uh, right before he hits me, I think James saw that, which was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny because uh, where Mondo is at, there's a lot of NPCs fighting the orcs as well, not just Mondo. He just happened to interfere like randomly in mid like cutscene with Mondo and save his ass. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, "What?" And then like he just ran, he just ran off like it was going to another orc. Like it was like just another day for this guy. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, what I noticed, Mondo, it seems like that this like the loot boxes not even don't even aren't even pushed in your face or anything. I, I even see it for the times that you're playing, and you get it seems like you get so much loot while just playing. Anyways, uh, is that true exactly. or? Yeah, um, basically, if uh, like I said, if you're able to kill these orcs, they're able to drop uh, items. There's also uh, these regular uh, minion orcs, you know, the the bottom end of the totem pole, so to speak. Um, they have a blue, uh, not blue, I'm sorry, it's a white little uh, uh, octagon shape around them. And when you go to the, I like calling it a detective mode because it, it's similar to the uh, Arkham Knight series, you know, uh, those Batman video games. Um, if you hit the, I believe it's the left bumper, um, going to the detective mode, or uh, I forget what they call that, the other plane over there on uh, uh, Middle Earth. Um, you can actually detect these guys, and once you kill them, they'll drop loot. They either drop money, they drop random items. So I I tend to kind of like, oh, okay, if I see that on my map, because they're displayed on your map too, they're, they're, they're like, they're not a big secret. They're there. All you have to do is go kill them. So I, I like that fact or that portion of the game where it's, again, it's not throwing the loot you know, boxes into your face like, oh, you got to buy it in, in order for you to beat this. Um, I just think it, it's it's one of these games that... It doesn't necessarily do that. And maybe the controversy is right there is that, hey, we have loot boxes if, and here I must stress that, if you want to beat this game faster, they're not forcing it on you, which is great. Well, let me, and, let me be more specific on where they say it appears. And I don't think you're there yet, unfortunately. It's apparently you pass the game initially, but in order to get the true ending, you have to do this like orc defense where you, they're trying to attack your strongholds. And I, I believe it gets fairly grindy there. And that's where they feel like you it, it wants to encourage you to buy those. So no, uh, maybe, maybe uh, at that point. I talked point. to uh, one of my friends on Xbox Live, Fluxer. And he's way ahead of me in, in terms to where I'm at in the game. And he's doing the fortress, uh, you know, the uh, fortress aspect of the game. Where you're, where you're going in there, getting the forts, and you're pretty much uh, defending. He goes... He basically just what James said. Play the game, play okay. the game. You, you don't. It's not that difficult. He he even told me himself. It's like 
just play the game. Why would you want to do it's not like a cheat mode basically you're cheating yourself out out of this gameplay experience because it goes there's different challenges yes it can be hard but you don't necessarily need to buy those items because you're you're gaining experience if they drop something it's always a random drop you don't need the loot box you can always like youtube the ending anyways you don't feel like doing (laughs) fair enough exactly (laughs) um, just wait for the dlc and just while play the story content yeah, I'm trying to do the story now, but uh, amazing game so far. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I can't wait to play game, that. Another game I'm playing is uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Somewhat oh, you similar, got it. but this is... Yeah, I actually got it. I got it as a oh, DLC. Nice. <laughs> oh, you downloaded it digitally? Uh, yep. It was awesome. only 13 gigabytes, so I, I thought it was going to be bigger, you know, but um, enough room right there for the uh, good old Switch. Um, enjoying this game. Actually, it's pretty deep. Uh, unlike... Other, um, you know, Dynasty Warrior games that I played before, um, they actually had like these little submissions or little um, little objectives you have to get through. Usually you just hack and slash. And I know Ron, this is his favorite part. You just hack and slash and there's really nothing to do. But actually they, they give you certain elements that you have to do. Like you have to defeat certain people before you get to the boss or like certain stipulations like hitting these statues and you get rid of the poison. So it's really good. So it has you kind of like not running like back and forth with your head cut off and just hacking people left and right. Uh, you actually have a purpose and leveling up your characters is pretty fun. You can just uh, stick with one main and, you know, make them OP and then you can just fix on, you know, your other characters, which is going to be about 20 plus uh, ranging from <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to, re- you have to rec- is it like uh, the, like what, what is there a fire emblem elements in the game like is there permadeath or uh you can play with permadeath uh yes they do have that element where they have permadeath and you can just okay. continue the story or you can you play can build casual. an army you can build an army that's kind of um cool. the, the only thing is that you're just limited to some of these uh stories that you've already played like i'm already getting tired of playing a game and there's always awakening always awakening like yeah it's popular here in america you mean but, marth yeah no no not marth it's crom for uh fire emblem awakening and then the latest installment, which was uh, Fire Emblem Fates, it's like, okay, uh, I'm, I mean, me as a hardcore, not someone, I wouldn't say hardcore, but I'm just like, I really love these games. It's just like, uh, throw some nostalgia in there. Throw, like you said, the original Marth. Uh, so there's throw, no Marth? Um, there is. I, I didn't want to ruin that, but yeah, there is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel I only associate Fire Emblem with Marth, and that's the only character yeah, I knew by name. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that name out. Marth? Oh. It's just a blue-haired guy, right? Yep. Well, which yeah. is funny, because like, every main character has blue hair. It's just like, uh, uh, let's change it up. Shade. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, uh, I, I heard there, there's a... Uh, on the system, I heard there's like... You can play in two modes. You can either play it in... Uh, I guess you could play in 60 frames mode or something like that, or performance mode or something like that. Is there? Did you ever try that setting yet? Uh, actually, no. Um, I've been playing the actual story mode and then the history, which is it's similar to the the beginning portion of Fire Emblem's Awakening. Uh, but they have you doing uh like objectives, like Dynasty Wars, uh, Dynasty Wars style stuff, and um, it's really fun. Like I like leveling up the characters, leveling up their gear. Uh, giving them more options has uh, a pretty deep system, but um, I just wish most of the items were easier to get. Uh, but still, it's like one of those games. It's like, hey, no loot boxes, but it's worth pl- playing over and over again if you're into those type of games. Try that though, and the next time you play in the game, turn on, go to your settings, and see if you could turn on uh, 
I don't, I forgot what what it's called, but you could play it where it it looks a little less quality, but it runs a lot better at sixty frames. So give it a shot. You may like it better that way. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. All right, and James, you've been playing uh, Cuphead still. How's that going for you? I can finally give a little bit more impression on this. Last week, I've only had a, a short time with it, but I got to delve in a little bit, and I like it quite a lot. It's it is really challenging, that's for certain. Um, the the what makes it still like in most games, if it's too challenging or too hard, it kind of it's kind of a turnoff uh, in most games. But this one, it it kind of works. I think it actually benefits it because I think the the levels are so short. Like even if you die so many times, you've only done like thirty seconds of or half the. You already you play maybe like a minute and then it's already half the stage. I wouldn't say there's been a stage that I've played that's longer than three minutes. Um, and so anywhere you die, you get a little progression meter of where you, you where you are in the stage or how far you've gone before it's over. And it never feels long like it didn't you never feel like you it's like damn it took me this far to get you know this point um and then it becomes to a point where it's kind of uh muscle memory where like okay you know there's gonna be an enemy coming up over here kill them they'll fear, jump over this parry this uh item so you get your special it actually becomes really rewarding after a while and as you continue to keep playing it i hear it's a lot easier in co-op uh i'll be looking forward to playing that soon maybe whenever mondo comes by we can try it out Highly enjoy the game. The graphics are super excellent. I really love the style and the animation they did with this. Uh, uh, even the soundtrack, very old timey. They even do the, that, that kind of porky pig looking character who, who sells you items. Um, the only thing I would suggest for sure for anyone that's starting this game is to change your controls. I personally have mine where uh, the L trigger is a dash and the R trigger is... Um, it shoots, so basically you just hold the button, it just shoots all the time, and that way you can fire and jump and look around without having to ever uh, move your, your thumb around. So, highly recommend this game. It is challenging as a forewarning. There is an easy mode, but I think it blocks the last boss. Uh, I'm not 100% certain on that, but that's what I, I heard. Um, but it doesn't, I feel it's more rewarding just playing it as on the default difficulty. Yeah, I totally want to check this game out. Uh, I'll probably wait for it to go on sale a little bit. There's a ton of other stuff coming out, um, but I definitely want to check that out. All right, and as for me, I had some store credit at Best Buy, and I wanted to pick up South Park Fractured Butt Hole uh, on the cheap, and I got a good price for it. And uh, I really like this game. And uh, before I start about the, my impression on the game itself, I'll tell you sort of the value of it, which is you actually get... A code for the last South Park game, The Stick of Truth, um, in the there's like a digital copy that comes with the game. Yeah, um, and, I've got that game too, and I'm like, oh, I got the first game as well. That's yeah, but cool. but what's cool is that it's not just like other games have done where you get the Xbox 360 version. It's like the three the Xbox One version. Yes, you get yeah. the up-res version. So uh, you basically <laughs> get two two games in one here. To be fair, that that those graphics doesn't really do much. Just in, in going from last gen graphics to current gen graphics looks the same. No, but I just I do feel like you know using the UI when you're in Xbox 360 mode, it's not quite the same, and the achievements don't populate in the same way. So just I kind of like that aspect of it, and just having it all in 
And it does look a little bit more high resolution. I mean, I didn't do a side-by-side comparison, but I fired it up before we uh, started the podcast here. And it, it looks solid. But yes, those graphics, you don't need to do much to them. But uh, anyway. Enjoying the game. Yes, uh, for the game itself, I like it. So whereas the last game was more of a kind of a parody of like a role-playing game with uh, like a Skyrim or, or, you know, one of those type of... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings type of game. This one is more like making fun of comic book characters and like a Marvel comic Civil War. And uh, so I only played this game for about an hour, but I'm enjoying it. It's really funny. Um, I chose this ranged character. He's, he's called the Blaster, so he has fireballs. And what they changed on the combat system this time is last time it was just turn-based. And now it is on tiles. So if you, you've played like a tactics game, you don't have to position your character, but it's just uh, that's where you see the range of where your attacks will hit and, and it will impact characters behind them and the position of where they're standing. So if someone's standing behind them, the attack will knock them back and he'll have like a combo attack for damage there. So it's kind of cool. Um, but basically, if you like South Park and if you played the last one, even if you didn't, this game is a highly recommend if you like role-playing games and it just it feels like you're playing the the TV show, so I really like this game. Monitor, Ron, you, you what is you... the difficulty? What is the skin color of your character? Um, well, I just I I try to make him look like me. So I it's funny because I always choose a kid that looks like he has a beard. <laughs> uh, but I just you know what looked like me. But uh, yeah, apparently there's even an achievement if you pick the darkest skin color. Uh, that doesn't actually affect difficulty. That just kind of uh, 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 affects some of the comments that the characters will say to you. Uh, but there is an achievement for not only playing it with your skin color as a you know black character, but also if you, but also if you play it on the hardest mode. Uh, so if you combine those two, apparently there's an achievement for that. So I'm just leaving, I'm, I'm just leaving on the default difficulty. I just want to see where it goes, and then it, you know if I love this game a lot, I'll see if I can play it through again and get that achievement for it. Uh, Mondo, did you get a chance to play this as well? No, I'm stuck on uh, Middle Earth and uh, Fire Emblem when I go to work. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I have downtime at work. <laughs> All right. Well, James, are you going to get a chance to play this? Uh, I'll eventually get to it. I was thinking of starting it before, but uh, uh, Mario's coming out, so I, I can't right now. You're just going to jump on that one immediately? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's going to come out friday when we record am i right that is correct and uh, right. that is uh, a good segue to our news here uh not only is that game coming out there's wolfenstein uh return of the colossus and assassin's creed so what a huge game week and it's kind of odd that they're all on a friday uh that's usually a nintendo thing to do but lately it seems like a trend where everybody's coming out on a friday now which is very odd um but yeah, any of these three interest you guys? Everybody's playing for the weekend. Yeah, well, I definitely want Wolfenstein, but I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. I'm not in a rush to play it. I know I mentioned when E3 came out, that was like my hype game of E3, but uh, I can wait on it a bit. Um, Assassin's Creed, I am absolutely going to wait for my Xbox One X because this is going to be one of those games that's going to take advantage of it. And so... You know, I'm even wondering if I should wait for the TV, James. I know you mentioned that it doesn't improve the the visual graphics of it, but 
I just want the full experience, so maybe I'll wait till I get a TV, which might be a little bit later. I don't know if I'm getting the Xbox One X and the TV in the same time, uh, so there may be a bit of a delay on that. But uh, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, so I'm all about that game. And then uh, Mario, eventually I'll get it, but uh, you know I got to get a Switch first, so one thing at a time. I feel ya. But you, Mondo? Um, I'm gonna hold off on these games. I think I'm already stacked up. Uh, with the Shadow of War, Fire Emblem, South Park. So, uh, you know what? And then trying to complete the damn Destiny 2 raid. But um, I'm glad I'm not playing that as much as I have lately, just focusing on Middle Earth. And uh, after that, I think I'm just going to go straight into uh, my fractured butthole. I mean, the South Park fractured butthole. <laughs> and I know you got a chip coming up, so you, you got that switch to take around oh, with you. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun in two weeks. Pretty stacked up. And my other news of the week is, uh, guys, it's finally over. Rest in peace for the Kinect. Microsoft is no longer producing these things. So what do you guys think? Who cares? <laughs> uh, look, I care, and I'll tell you why. I have zero interest in playing any of the games on Kinect. But I really used the functionality because that's how you were able to get a lot of the voice chat with it. And uh, I mentioned that I was a fan of Xbox Fitness, but that got discontinued. So slowly, they started chipping away at the support. And then my Kinect itself, I have it still connected, but it acts up on me a lot. Like, sometimes the light will stay on when the system is off. You could see it just fluctuating. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They're recording you wrong. Careful. Um, maybe. Who knows? Uh, if they're recording me, then they can record my frustration with it, you know, because it doesn't seem to be doing things right. And, and I never felt like Cortana was any type of an improvement on the good old just saying Xbox and then do this. Um, it just was a lot more lag, and I really held out as much as I could. You know, half the time she doesn't hear me. I end up just using the shortcut on the button. So, you know, when my One X gets here, I'm not going to bother paying for the little upgrade that you can do to buy the adapter. Uh, Mondo, you never picked one up for your oh, no. Xbox S. Uh, and you're obviously you're not missing it much. So that's going to you know kind of kill it for me when, when my One X comes in. So uh, it's unfortunate. What What's that? When people have their connect on unknowingly and you can you know pick up all that background noise when you're in a party chat or whatever. <laughs> But that that's hardly happens because no one else uses their Connect very much. There's there's a few. You can always use your uh, headset to do the controls anyways, the voice ones. Really? How? Yeah. You just, uh, have, a head, you just have your headset. Yep. Okay, and then what? <laughs> do what you normally do. Lower, lower the volume. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's been there for a long time now, maybe at least a year or two. Well, I want it to be magic and, uh, you know, do it for me without any type of assistance. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, sad to see it go, but it had a, no, nah, not, nah, I was going to say it had a good run, but not really. <laughs> it, was, it was a good concept, but it just didn't pan out, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we're going to stay on the Xbox train, guys, because this is where our loyalty lies. You know, we don't really play PS4 much. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and comment on more Xbox news here, which is the classic Xbox One games are now released, and I'm not talking about Xbox One, the current console, I'm talking about the classic Xbox, original Xbox. Yes, it's very confusing, but that's the name that we have, OG Xbox, whatever you want to call it. 
I'm going to read you guys the list of games, and you tell me which ones you're interested in. Uh, Black, Blood Rain 2, Crimson Skies, Dead to Rights, Ninja Gaiden Black, Fusion Frenzy Number 1, Grab by the Ghoulies, King of Fighters Neo Wave, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, that's the first one, Psychonauts, Red Faction 2, Sid Meier's Pirates, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic, definitely, hands down. I will definitely play that over and over and over again. Such a great game. If nobody has ever played this game or in the line of series of you know Knights of the Old Republic, this is an amazing game to pick up. Highly recommend. Uh, Dead to Rights brings back a lot of nostalgia for me because it's one of the first games where it's like you're a cop and you have like this cool dog and you can, you know, uh, helps you out, you know, and do some stuff. They kind of uh, copied that Max Payne diving mechanic yeah <laughs> so i remember it, that it was it was a lot of fun and then uh crimson skies man i, I love these uh like you know airplane type of games you know like nintendo had like pilot wounds which was amazing uh ace combat on the uh, uh playstation and then when crimson skies came out on the xbox i was like man i, I was really blown away i really like the controls and this is one of those games where invert is a must Okay, no, you, I, don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I agree with Mondo. This is the only game that's acceptable or uh, uh, style of games where it's acceptable to be inverted. Anything on a in a flight uh, space. Fair yeah. enough. Or uh, you're the I first got, FPS. I actually got Crimson Skies for free back when you had to buy your. Well, you still got to buy your subscription, but it was like this bundle where you'd get your live year subscription. The headset, and uh, I got the free copy of Crimson Skies, and I actually still have it to this day. You should just stick it in the Xbox and see. Okay. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> on that note, uh-huh. I wanted to try out this functionality, and I'm like, because they say your discs work, and I still keep my discs. I had Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and I said, I'm going to pop it in before the podcast. I want to be able to comment a little bit on how these games look, because apparently they are 1080p, and apparently when you get a 1X, it's going to be 4K. Um, but here's what's weird about it. So when you normally have an Xbox and you have a disc, it has to install it, but it's just reading off the disc and going to load it. Now, even though I had the disc, it had to grab the file as if I was buying the game from the store. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing this download for like 4.5 gigabytes, and I was not able to, to do it, and it's probably still uh, downloading as we speak. Isn't that how it is for any disc-based game no 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 so well but loading off the disc is faster than downloading the file do you understand so it doesn't it doesn't have to ping the store to install the game for you it's just grabbing that information from the disc when i have a disc copy it doesn't it doesn't download the game but i think this generation any disc you throw in there it just installs or downloads it then even the 360 backwards compatible is the same way it doesn't run off the disk. It's just there, so it downloads whatever. Okay, yes, digital. but it's grabbing the data from the disk for the initial install. I'm saying that's faster than me downloading from the Xbox store. I see. You see it's the probably, difference? It's probably because uh, whatever upgrades that they've done to it, it has it's its own version, not necessarily the yeah. assets that are on that disk. Yeah, you're right. Because Maybe because of the upgrades and uh, the emulator, and so... Uh, I, I obviously once it's downloaded, it should be fine. But I didn't get a chance to je- check it out. But James, I saw you were playing this earlier today. How does it look? Actually, uh, it basically cleans it up so much where it's basically how you quote unquote remember it. It's 
probably a lot fuzzier. Uh, well, actually, you can actually see the difference because when it shows the pre-rendered like scenes, like the the video files, it's still like they, you can't. There's no way to improve that, so it still looks like a grainy. You can see how the graphics were before, but once it's actually in game, it's uh, pretty much super clean ver- version of uh, of Knights of the Old Republic, which you remember. And what's nice about this, which was definitely not in the original, is that it runs at a higher frame rate too. So it runs at 60 uh, FPS rather than really? reaching or aiming for 30 in the original. So it runs a lot better. It looks a lot cleaner. It's not widescreen, um, but it's the closest thing you can have to the PC version of this game. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and looking at this list, guys, I got quite a few of these games. I have Psychonauts. I have Crimson Skies. I have uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time. So I'm going to check these out. But one that I actually wanted to pick up that I never got a chance to back then was uh, Black. Uh, this was a shooter that is just, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire. But at the time, it had good special effects. I always wanted to check it out. The games are 10 bucks. It's not that bad. It's at that sort of impulse price. price. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're price. yeah. So, you know, definitely check this out if you're interested in going back into some history with the Xbox. Now, what would be your uh, most wanted original xbox game to come to backwards compatible my most wanted you know there's this fighting game that i bought which was uh capcom svc chaos which is the one that was with snk yeah and i bought that really late into the console cycle i never had a chance to play it against anybody with it and I'd like, I'd love to be able to. Well, actually, I take that back because I don't think they're installing the servers to have like even Crimson Skies, which is a multiplayer game. You cannot play it online, but at least you can see it in high def. So that's probably off the top of my head. I, I would like to uh, see that one, and I actually still have the disc for that one. For me, I have two, which is opposite Capcom vs. SNK two, uh, the oh, greatest yeah. fighter of all time, and uh, Mortal Kombat Shaolin monks. That's such an underrated uh, beat 'em up game made by uh, Nether Realms at the time. I think I played with Mondo on PS2, I can't remember, yeah, but <laughs> I really enjoy that game and the Xbox One was supposedly the, you know, the 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 definite version of the game because it's a lot cleaner and then with the improvements I would love to see that happen. And any of the old sports games, but that's never going to happen due to licensing rights, players, all that stuff. I would love to have ESP, uh, NFL 2K back. You know, like someone's out there probably made a roster of this year and download that and put it on there. But uh, I don't think those will ever come by. But those are the two on top of my head. And maybe Mech Assault. You guys remember Mech Assault? Oh, definitely. First um, Xbox Live game ever? I never, never played that one. Okay. That was fun for the time. I yeah, would definitely. say, uh, just like you, James, Capcom versus SNK2. Um, and then there was this one. Ah, man. Um Brute Force. <laughs> hey, that that one was fun though. I like the that part. was supposed to be the Halo killer, and yeah. what was what the heck was that? Yeah, it was just like really awful. Like everything was foggy. You can't you couldn't even see the enemies from afar. They had to be like literally night right next to you. <laughs> yeah, you start shooting them. But no, I think it was just that, just that one fighting game. And you know what? I would love to see either a two K, uh, sports games come back. But like you said, uh, due to the uh, uh, NFL PA player associations and you know all the legal mumbo jumbo, we may not be able to see that. Because um, I really enjoyed the uh, ESPN football games. Because in the middle of halftime, it, they treated it like you were actually uh, in the ESPN studio with the uh, 
uh, Chris Berman, and he was just doing the highlights for the uh, halftime, and it was just. I love that that aspect of that game. And the best thing at the time period was those two K games undercut EA so badly by making them twenty bucks. Those were the best things. The NBA two K was twenty dollars. Yes, uh, NFL two no, K was. They did that for a couple of years, though. Uh, but there was only a couple of years where they had ESPN. Uh, yeah, license. it was the last three yeah. years or so. So that was a pretty good. Not only did they get the ESPN license, they lowered the price, and it was the the better of the two games generally. I'm going to throw two more at you because I went to look at my shelf real quick while you guys were talking. One of them is Jade Empire. Well, I never actually finished that. Ah, oh, there you go. So you fell asleep <laughs> uh, again. When yeah, I was no, 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 no. I, just, I got my <laughs> shelf right here, so I just want to be able to reference it. Uh, Jade Empire, I never finished that. Uh, sort of in the spirit of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, same Bioware game. Uh, this was sort of this uh, Middle, not Middle Eastern, like uh, Asian theme to it. Uh, and I never got a chance to finish that. And then also Burnout 3 Takedown. Oh, Takedown. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to say it's probably a high chance that Jade Empire. Yeah. Because uh, like, Knights of the Old Republic was probably the one that people were most likely thinking that wasn't going to come over. And that, you know, surprisingly did. It was a good, uh, a good game to launch with this set of backwards compatibility. So... Uh, who knows? I'm pretty sure Jade Empire would be next. Or Kotor 2. I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably go in order, though. Probably go Kotor, Kotor 2, and then Jade Empire. Was there any other Bioware games other than those three? On- uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But there is one? No, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. What All about right, a, would you take up, uh, what is it, Morrowind? Is that what it's called? Is that- uh, I, n- I never played that one. Um, but, James, that took nice segue into the next one, which is... Uh, Talking about upgrades that games are getting. Uh, now on the Xbox One X, there's going to be some Xbox 360 games that are going to get upgraded. And one of those, speaking of, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls, it's going to be Sky... No, not Skyrim. Oh, I'm sorry. Oblivion. <laughs> it's like uh, another one? Yeah, another yeah, Skyrim yeah. special edition? <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the list. It's, uh, it's a, short, a lot shorter. Halo 3, mm-hmm. Fallout 3... And Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and then the uh, original Assassin's Creed. And they're going to be running at uh, 4K, apparently. And uh, some of them are going to have HDR. And maybe the loading times will be faster. I don't know. But I'm excited for seeing Fallout 3 in a higher definition because I never bought a PC. So this is as close as I could get to the PC version. <laughs> but those Fallout games were ugly regardless of what console. Or I know. The, the character models are always beat up. <laughs> but at least the environments would look cool uh, and high I def. Guess, I guess so. Very drab. Get and, more high uh, drab. And I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. I would probably at least pop it in just to play through the original. Uh, just to see what it looks like. I don't know if I would play through the whole thing because that one was fairly repetitive. But uh, yeah. Oh, and then I never finished uh, Oblivion. Never finished there it. Go. There you go. So it's a promising start. So what uh, they can do with this backwards compatibility stuff. So yeah, it's uh, uh, it's exciting to see uh, these guys doing something. Um, and and not only that, but letting you pop in your old discs. Whereas Sony, when they do upgrades, you always have to repurchase the game. Or like it's only available on their streaming thing, streaming yeah. servers or whatever, which is yeah. not ideal. So. Good on them for uh, making it being kind of consumer friendly. Yeah, so uh, you know, try that out. But uh, so these are going to be on One X, whereas the classic Xbox One games you could play those right now, uh, whether you have a you know a One X or not. So 
Yep, and uh, Mondo, any news for you this week? Kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> okay. Join well, there. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, I did check the uh, inbox before we got on the show, and uh, still no feedback. But if you want to be the second ever in history to give us feedback. Preach it. You want to leave it at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. Guys, we're trying to make this better. I'm not just asking feedback, fishing for compliments to tell me why I'm so cool and why I'm the best one on the show. You guys can tell me why I'm not cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not asking for that. I want good, constructive feedback. Tell us what we should be talking about more. Tell us what we should talk about less. If you like a different format, if you have a question you want to ask, we could sort of discuss it out loud. Let us know. Easy Operations QA at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook and probably send a message there as well. So, uh, anything you else you guys want to add? I a couple of cool posts on the Facebook page. I'm putting up my playthrough for Shadow of, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Um, once I'm done with that, guys, um, you could also check those videos out because it's a link to my YouTube uh, you know, page. Uh, you can just search me under Mondonium. I think somebody else has that name. But just click on the guy with the uh, Halo uh, 5 helmet and uh, you'll, you'll get my videos, which is uh, a bunch of uh, Stardew Valley from the uh, Xbox One uh, S. And uh, let's see, I also have uh, what, Rainbow Six, like a couple of compilations where I just filmed this release. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, like Ron said, you know, send us uh, some feedback. If you're too shy, hey, you can always hit me up on the YouTube or you can hit us up on the Facebook. It's all right, guys. I promise we won't bite. And I'd like to uh, <clears throat> thank show friend uh, Al, a.k.a. Facehugger, for providing us the lovely music we have opening and closing out. And have a great day, y'all. All right. Good night. All right, man. Good doyers. <laughs> <laughs>